the following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Mexi, the Mind Matters. We are here to discuss females, love life, women issues, and possibly work-related incidents that have occurred recently. Now... Let me begin with a teachable moment. Or kind of like a review. You know how when you go to school and you have the review before the quiz or, you know, the review before a big test? Let me go ahead and have a little review session with the audience and specifically the females of the world. Okay, ladies, if you are on Bumble or any other dating app on the phone, online, whatever you want to call it, whatever the case may be. If you are on any one of those, let me reiterate. Men are visual creatures. We go by what you put out there, okay? The initial thing we see is not your intelligence it's not your personality it's not like that is like on your face written for us to examine no so if I'm on Bumble let me tell you what would immediately make me as a guy swipe left example you don't have a single picture of yourself it's a picture of your landscape your dog your car your house Anything else but yourself, swipe left. If I get to the description and the opening line of the description says, looking for a long-lasting relationship, looking for the one, looking for love, uh, left. If you have a picture of your face being covered up, left. If you have pictures of multiple people with you and it's more than one picture so like say first picture a group photo of a wedding I don't know which one you are okay I go to the next picture you and four other people next picture you and two other people great I'm supposed to tell what you look like especially if you have different hair colors and different styles in each one how am I supposed to know which one you are left if you have a picture with your mom and it's your only picture. It's like the main picture. Left. Sorry. To attach to your mother. Left. Same thing. To attach to your dog. You have a picture of you and your dog making out. Not like not. Okay. 
Because there's somewhere else right, right where there's a picture of you and then one of your five pictures is you and your nice little puppy. Okay, that's great. But when your picture, your opening picture is you and your dog making out, left. I'm sorry, not happening. If you have pictures of you and multiple children, first picture, you and a kid. Second picture, you and some other kid. Third picture, you and a third kid. Again, the description doesn't say if these are your children or if these are just nephews you like to hang out with. You're a family person. Left. I don't want to find out. If you have a giant ass tattoo that covers most of your body, I'm sorry. No, that's just a turn off for me. Left. Also, if you're 500 pounds, well, I'd say actually if you're anywhere between fat and obese and it's noticeable, like not chunky, but like, mm, like it looks like I may have to like sweat profusely during sex, heavy, left. I'm sure I'm forgetting others, but that's the main ones that will make me to swipe left. Now, also, I would like to throw out there, because for those of you who do know, who listen to the podcast at, uh, from the Australians, uh, Australian Rules football team, the Columbus Jackaroos, we had an experiment that went on for two weeks. I took the picture of Evan doing the little ducky face and put it as my Bumble picture. It was the only picture on there. I even changed the description to kind of like describe Evan in a way, even though it still said Alex. And we left that there for two weeks. For two weeks, I only had three matches, which is not a lot, but it's also not zero. And on top of that, the matches of these females, they were boring. Like to the point where I don't know what else to tell you. And I also realized, um, I don't know much about Evan. So I kept answering the questions like how I would answer the questions. And they were okay. They were like, oh, yeah, hey, good. But then, okay, um, if I ask you out on a date, I would have to not only bring Evan, but then he would have to know stuff about me to know how to answer these questions. And then we'd have to do the whole interpretive thing. No, 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 no. No. Then after two weeks, I was just like, no, this is not going to work. And I switched it back to my pictures. Um, I lost two of those three matches. Hey, it is what it is. But since then, got a lot more matches back to normal. Uh, for some reason, North Carolina loves me. A lot of matches over there. Um, you know, you never know when you can have too many sexless innkeepers. On top of that, you want to also... Um, I started using the uh, the Robert technique, as I like to call it, where basically I always swipe right. Useful, but also it attracts a lot of trolls. So then, usually you can just unmatch the trolls, not talk to them. But in my case, in my scenario, I like to just mess with them. Like, you know, just kind of like when I uh, had Carissa and I couldn't get rid of her. Kind of the same concept. I would just like see how much you can put up with. See what I can get away with saying to these trolls. And then just unmatch them whenever I get bored. Useful. I know. Now, let's talk about the recent women issues that have arisen, arose, I don't know. Anyways, in my daily life, 
first and foremost, I would like to point out that um, the main problem that I'm having recently is, well, okay, so Emily was supposed to come with me to the, um, to the East uh, Regional Tournament. And she decided not to. And I say she decided not to because, again, one, it drives me nuts. It drives me batshit bananas when you say you're going to do something. And then the whole time, instead of just saying, you know what, I don't want to do it. You you just make excuse after excuse as to why. Case in point, she promised a while ago she was going to come. I made sure to include her in the reservations of the hotel rooms and the rides she even lost a bet because she's a Cavs fan and I was rooting for Golden State in the NBA Finals she even lost a bet where if the Warriors won she would have to come to five races slash games that I designated one of those fives was the East Regional Tournament the week leading up to the tournament. She was being very flaky. She was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I think I have mono. <laughs> yeah, I like how everybody's go-to is mono. Oh, you mono, really? I, at this point, I've heard that as, as an excuse so many times. And then people still go out and do shit. That I'm almost 100% sure that's not even a real disease. It just, no. Then, you know, she was like, oh, oh my God. And this was like, you know, Wednesday afternoon-ish. She was like, oh, my car is burning oil. Oh, my Lord. Oh, well, that's not a good thing. I mean, you still made it to work Wednesday, Thursday, and part of Friday. So, clearly, you know, not that big of a deal, right? What my, my car is burning oil. Oh well, you should probably get that checked that checked out before Friday. Yeah, no, I know. I'm going to. Thursday comes along. I'm going to practice. I always call her after work. Called her. Bitch doesn't answer the phone. Okay, all right. Then as I'm leaving practice, I get a text like, "I'm sorry, something came up. I don't really feel like talking right now." Okay, never said that ever to me. But all right. Whatever. All I asked was, is the car fixed? Will you be coming tomorrow? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, I can come get you if you need me to. Or, you know, can somebody give you a ride? I know you live with your parents, and they have multiple fucking cars. Can you borrow one? They're not just going to let me borrow a car. Me, 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 me. Okay. All right. You don't want me to get you. Okay. You can't borrow a car. Yet, how did you make it to work on Friday? Because I noticed you weren't at work when I got to work. And then you were at work. So either A, you got a ride from someone. Or B, you borrowed a car. Hmm, interesting. And didn't you say that, you know, you had mechanic friends that could fix cars? Um, If I could get my car fixed in, I want to say... Hmm, let's see. I took my car into the shop on Monday. Um, 
and then um, because you know I got rear-ended on uh, last Saturday mind you nothing happened to me I'm okay Samantha just got rimmed in the ass a little bit and I had to fix her bumper 500 bucks later you know she was ready Thursday that's replacing an entire bumper on a car now you have mechanic friends and you're telling me burning oil I don't even know what that means but hey I'm guessing a couple days And also, I'm pretty sure if it was that serious of an issue that it needed fixed and tended to, you would notice that ahead of time. It's not like, oh, a couple days before we have to go, oh, I just noticed it is burning oil. Oh, my Lord. What is happening? (sighs) So, because of that, I had to go solo. Obviously, it was noticeable to a point where Evan made a comment. All right, no big deal. Mm, all right, we'll let it slide. Okay, I had I had possibly one of the worst weekends this year, all because of this quicksand effect started by. Little Miss Emily, who decided not to fulfill her promise. Oh, I'll make it up to you another time. Really. Please elaborate when. Because as far as I know, I go up to see you all the time. You have yet to come down to Columbus. You're also supposed to come to four more games. Are you going to actually come to those? Because the next two are coming up. Yeah. Then on top of that, as I was, you know, I almost died driving through the rain with my car to need new tires. I should have brought that up on the older podcast about the East Regional Report. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. Car, rain, going through the storm, um, needing new tires, going about 45 to 50 miles an hour through the mountains. Not exactly ideal. And I can feel when the car's going to hydroplane. I almost died three times on the fucking road. And semis going faster on the fast lane is not helpful. Then the hotel thing, and then you know we didn't, I didn't play much, and we lost. You know, it all sky, you know, it all, it all like snowballed from there. Um, and I kept putting stuff up on Snapchat, and then I noticed on her Snapchat, she was like, "Uh, people complaining on their feed. Oh my God, grow up!" So. I'm guessing that was a stab at the fact that I was doing that. But then again, only the one on Thursday night was directed to her. To the point that I got a text from her on Friday that said, Oh, I'm, and I'm guessing my snap is directed at me. I'm so sorry. I will make that up to you. Yeah, I didn't respond to that. Because again, when I'm mad, I need time to cool off. It's the way it is. Then I kept bitching about on Snapchat, you know, about what was going on like oh my god uh the game oh my god this oh my god whatever the hotel but she didn't know any of that of course so she just assumed it was all about her so now i don't know if she's mad because i'm mad in case in which case that is the dumbest thing as always you have no reason to be mad if i am upset at you even if they were all related to you but they weren't because you would know this had you came as you promised 
So, that is woman issue number one. Woman issue number two, oh yeah, um, Ashley, who I still believe her and I are, I don't even know what to call it. Mm, I still don't know what to call it. I don't know why. They should give me a award. They, they should give me a lifelong achievement award for putting up with people's BS and people's shit. God, I don't even know what to call it. But hey, she still calls me babe. When I put up that thing about Emily on Thursday night, she didn't know it was what it was about. She literally called me at midnight. We talked on the phone. I'm like, all right, well, that made me feel better. I went to bed. Then she was like, call me when you're driving to your tournament. Tried calling her twice so I can actually talk to someone while I'm driving through the rain. Didn't answer her phone. Then tried calling me Saturday night when I was pissed. And I'm like, you know what? We lost. I'm actually going to blame coming home. Called me a couple times. I didn't answer the first time. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you. See how you like it. Not answering the phone. Then called again. I picked up. Oh my. Oh, we didn't even talk for like two minutes. I was by myself in the hotel room at that point because Aaron and Ryan were still out and I, you know, I lost my ID. I was in the hotel room by myself. And she goes, Oh my God, my mom's calling me. I'll call you right back. Never called back. And I went to bed. I'm like, You know what? Fuck it. I literally put on my Snapchat. And no, bedtime. Which I did see that she saw. So I don't know what the hell it was. And then also she had a Snapchat story of her driving from 60 minutes prior. So, were you driving or your phone with your mom or both? Or what was going on? But then, here's here's the kicker. Okay. I asked her, can I see you Sunday when I come back? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm going, we're going to the uh, Dayton Air Show. I don't know what time we'll be back. Well, great. Um, just great. Because, guess what? Um, you didn't mention that the last time I mentioned seeing you this weekend. You made it seem like, oh my god, you're going to a tournament? Oh, uh, if you were just here, oh, you can come and we can watch a movie. It'd be nice. Yeah, and now you're going to the Dayton Air Show. Also, you mentioned that you didn't answer the phone Friday night when I was driving through the rain because you went out. Um, okay. What? And this is the same woman who supposedly had mono not too long ago. Still has every medical condition on the man. Has a doctor's appointment coming this Thursday. Wants to see me Thursday. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to skip practice on Thursday to potentially see you. Yeah. Um, we all know how that's going to go. Again. Oh, my God. I just wish these people would get their shit together. The only reason I put up with this is because, you know, I run. So it keeps me busy And I don't worry about this nonsense It's not like we are technically exclusive On in each, on either side Of these two spectrums And Yeah I'm just like Okay whatever If we do see each other Great It's a fun time But then now The plot thickens Because Last uh, Actually a couple weeks ago I believe what was it last weekend? I think it was... Uh, no, it was actually a week from... No, actually about 10 days or so. Uh, actually, no. Well, I should say. By the time this airs, it would have been around mid-June when this happened. So, we go sometimes after work on Friday to the bar that's across the street uh, where Sirens is in that plaza. 
the crazy mule or whatever it's called. And um, so uh, Roxy, myself, Queenie, and Alicia were there. And, you know, we got drunk, and then I didn't really want to drive home, but I had to stay there. So, Queenie left, Roxy left, and um, somehow, me and Alicia made out. Um, Nobody knows but me and her. Uh, She's the front desk chick at work. Uh, A little bit awkward. Uh, She immediately went to Vegas for a week for her parents' remarriage or whatever that nonsense was. So I didn't have to deal with her. I haven't talked to her since. Eh, kind of, mm, I don't know why drunk me just, you know, likes to get busy. I don't know. But uh, not entirely looking forward to that. And I hope nothing is said. But eventually she is going to New York possibly to, you know, do a master's degree or whatever. So gives me a sexless innkeeper in New York. Another one. But anyways, um, the other plot that has thinking is Queenie. Queenie doesn't know that me and Alicia made out. Talk about violating platinum rules. Lord. Okay, so Queenie's my paralegal B, but I'm, and, and, you know, for our English attorney, I'm not technically his main paralegal because I didn't get the position which we will discuss here in a second about work issues so if something were to happen there it would definitely be the ultimate breaking of the platinum rule because we literally see each other all the time but at the same time we're constantly flirting back and forth to the point where everybody else at work thinks well everybody else in the beehive, which is where all the paralegal bees are. That's what we call it. They all joke that we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Which, she plays along, I play along, and I'm like, oh my lord, this is getting out of hand, out of control. But, now we talk all the time, and she trusts, oh, I trust you. Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? She asked me for favors. Uh, we went to lunch one time. Uh, she tells me about her sex, uh, sexual habits, asks me questions. When I get drunk, she tries to get secrets out of me, which I don't like. And drunk me needs to keep the mouth shut. But anyways, so yeah, so that's, oh my god. So basically, four issues. Well, I just, you know, I've got to the habit where like, I run so many races, I play so many games... You know what? Whatever happens, happens. Whatever. Eventually, you know, the chips will fall where they may. I will just always use it as material to podcast, I guess. Whatever. It is what it is. But regarding the work issue. Okay, so this leads me to work. Supposedly, the my English attorney, his paralegal A... So, Queenie, Queenie's paralegal A for the same attorney, got promoted to the Columbus manager. So then somebody needed to fill the spot. It was suggested that it was going to be me, 
But then the Somali guy who was, you know, doing all the Somali cases, he was going to quit, but then he went to part-time only two days a week. And he doesn't start that until, like, July 10th, I think. Which is insane. Um, So, because of that, I didn't... I couldn't be moved over to be his main paralegal. Uh, So, I was to stay where I'm at. And they hired somebody new to take that spot. But then, on top of that, my Spanish attorney... The one who I have all my Spanish cases with... I'm his A and B... He put in his two weeks notice. And so... Come... um, Come July... I believe it's July... uh, Actually, no. Uh, Yeah, I think July 7th, I want to say, is his last day. Or maybe next week uh, or maybe, maybe June 30th I'm not entirely sure which one But basically I think I think June 30th I think it is So, so end, of, end of June So by the time this airs He would be gone Great So I don't have a Spanish attorney For my Spanish cases So what they basically did is They gave all my Spanish cases To this English attorney Ben Great now I am officially the only one in the entire fucking firm that speaks Spanish. So now that means I'm going to have to do all the intakes. Everybody's going to want to come to me for Spanish. I am not liking this whatsoever. But hey, as I kept saying, and I and I literally got calls like, "Hey, how are you doing? How how'd you feel about this?" And I'm like, "Look, but it's a Mexican's way. I'll take care of things." Whatever, I'm just a little caught by surprise Whatever, it is what it is No player is bigger than the franchise I said the same thing when Kobe retired I said the same thing when Magic left the Lakers I said the same thing when players leave Liverpool Or any one of my favorite teams No team, no player is bigger than the franchise It is what it is But also in other work-related issues um, So there was a uh, scuffle or uh, harassment, assault, whatever you want to call it, between two people at work, two females at the office. Um, apparently, it was called on video. I'm not entirely sure if that's true. But there was some bullying going on by one person uh, towards one of the other B paralegals. And... The person that was doing the bullying, she, I guess, handles dormant files which leads to more money for the attorneys and the firm if she closes these dormant files. So, she got suspended without pay for two weeks, you know, while they figured out what to do. In my experience, nobody who gets suspended without pay comes back to any job. Oh, until now. So basically they decided Hey Let's have her work from home To which the B paralegal Is very upset because of that And would like um, She contemplated quitting And I'm like okay well that's kind of stupid But then on top of that um, In a way I sort of get it Because 
it basically means that they value what the other person is doing more than what this B paralegal is doing. Like, basically, if they lose her, they can replace her easier than they could replace the other woman that does the Dolmer files. Because, I mean, I I don't get that because in my head, I mean, anybody can do that. It's not that hard. You just have to train them. But what they're basically saying is, as a business, as a business decision, it is a lot easier to lose the B paralegal. Basically saying she's not very good at her job then lose the lady in charge of the Domer files. And then, they're, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing this is wasting more money because you're having her work from home. She's going to have to get the checks somehow, get her mail, uh, have a computer set up at home to, to work from home. It's just really just because we don't want to train somebody new to do that. All right, whatever. I'm sure there's other strings being pulled and whoever the higher-ups are that do all the decision-making, I mean, whatever you're... Whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's slightly disappointing that a workplace, A, allows that kind of bullying to happen if what the stories I've been told are true, and B, just to have somebody get like a slap on the wrist for two weeks like basically a two week vacation and then work from home it's typically a prize for bullying and assaulting someone like she literally put her hands on on the other person in front of witnesses now mind you the other person that witnessed that in the break room is no longer with the firm so there's really no eyewitness per se but still it's just no it's disappointing that and um I mean, my Spanish attorney, he I found out before he even actually officially told me that he was leaving, which kind of, like, I, I felt, you know, that that was BS, how I had to find out before he told officially told me. But then when his old litigation paralegal left him, I'm like, okay, it's only a matter of time, I guarantee you. And I was kind of kind of right in that regard. Oh, well, uh, it is what it is, but um, that is what is going on in the life of Mexi at work and in, in, in his love affairs. But back to the women issues. Um, okay, so clearly out of the four, mm, oh, it's, it's just that they each brings something slightly different to the table and I haven't technically analyzed all of them 110% so that's the other problem like I don't know them all that well enough yet to make a very 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 informed decision and like I said last time I made a decision I picked Helen over Ashley and look how that worked out So, um, that is why I'm kind of like, I don't want to get rid of Ashley because what if she is the choice? You know, what if that is what has to to happen? Like, what if that's where it's at? I don't know. So, I think her Mexican is great is the highest, I think... 
but still, you know. And I think Queenie might be the second um, closest in that regard of the four. I would say I would never put Alicia last because she might leave. So and she's kind of the chunkier of the four. So we'll just rule that out as a drunken stupor, whatever. And I think she's half black. But anyways, probably the smartest of the four. I'm not totally sure, but yeah, we'll just say that. Um, anywho, we'll put Queenie second because of her background and, you know, she's paralegal. The other one, Emily, just got promoted to being a paralegal in the other office except for an intake girl. So, not as much breaking the platinum rule with her as with Queenie. You know, that's... But, yeah, that would definitely be... I think the biggest issue would be the breaking of the platinum rule with um, Queenie. Aside from that, I don't really see another issue. Yet. A little bit spoiled, I would say. A little bit ditzy. Um, Emily definitely foul mouth and a little bit unclassy, if you were to say. Definitely not as classy as Queenie, hence the name. Um... And I would say Ashley has their medical issues. I mean, they all see they all have specific issues that they would. They, they all have specific issues that does not make them the clear cut favorite. But at the same time, like if you put them all together, the ideal woman. Well, maybe not Alicia, but anyways, that's the problem. And that's why I'm just like happy to just let things keep going on the way they are because. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. I do what I do. I go to work. I go to play Aussie. I go run my races. Hey, I hang out with Emily. I hang out with Ashley. I hang out with with Queenie. And, and, you know, I'm just a man whore, apparently. No matter. Case being, I would just let things roll because... The Barney side of me is keeping the Ted Mosby side in check because these four, you know, not even close to getting anything resolved. So that is the main issue is that as long as the Barney side is in control, we'll just let things ride. Um, But that's how we're going to play that. Anyways, that is a brief podcast on the love life. Uh, like I said, this is pre-recorded, so this would probably air around beginning of July. So we might have more. We have to do. We might have to do a follow-up, a quick follow-up, because there'll probably be an update. You know, from the time this was recorded to the time this airs, about any of this. Um, again, the main one that makes plans is Ashley, and she was she wants to go to zoo. Oh, that didn't follow through. She wants to go to aquarium. That didn't fall through. Uh, wants to have a night where we just watch a movie and I can come over. Yeah, she says all the time, yet I've yet to come over. And, you know, but she goes out and the goes, she goes fishing in the lake. She goes, 
you know, out and does all these things for somebody who's that sick and too sick to come see me or have me go there. Whatever. Date an air show, whatever have you. Just excuse after excuse, excuse. I literally had she actually called Saturday of the East Regional Tournament. I may have actually told her, I'm like, look, you keep making plans with other people, but you never make plans with me, and we're supposedly like, you know, you know, whatever. You work on that. And I may tell her here soon, but we'll see. Again, and we'll see how Queenie and I interact, because again, she keeps, you know, toying with Mexi pants. We'll see. Anyways, that is all we have for this excellent podcast about work and my love life. Let me know which one you want me to pick. If you think which scenario is best. Or let me know if you've ever had a job where, you know, somebody got suspended without pay for whatever reason and then came back and nothing was a big deal. Like it was no big deal. Let me know. Um, shoot me a message. Uh, follow on Facebook, Alex Ferrari. On Twitter, at SuperAssholeMex. On Snapchat, SuperMex. YouTube and SoundCloud channels, SuperMex. On iTunes and also, um, you know, just you have my number, let me know. Anyways, that is all for now, and we will catch you next time. Getting closer to the 100th episode of Maximize Matters. We might have something special there. Anywho, see you later, guys. Catch you on the flip side.